Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're gonna be getting into my top five defenses to stream for week number five of the 2023 fantasy football season. And then at the end of the video, we're gonna be breaking down some of my honorable mention defenses to stream. This week, since it's week five, is the start of the bye weeks. Teams on bye this week, the Cleveland Browns, the LA Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we could get into the week five defenses to stream, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. While you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want to get any question that you may have answered or get my weekly rankings, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. Link in the video description for $7.50. So without further ado, let's get into my week number five defenses to stream for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with the first defense to be streaming on the week for week number five, the Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders in Viva Las Vegas. The Packers defense currently owned in 38.6% of leagues on ESPN and 40% of leagues on NFL Fantasy. Now, the Packers went toe-to-toe with the Detroit Lions on Thursday Night Football last week, ultimately losing the game 20-34. Now, entering into that game, I really believe that the Packers' defense would be a tough test for the Goffinator, Jared Goff, and the Lions' offense to encounter. I thought that the Packers' defense came up a little bit limp dick in this game. Now, Did the Packers defense get plowed by the passing attack? Not really. It was just the running game of the Lions. David Montgomery running just directly at you, just wore them down completely. Two sacks, one INT for the Packers defense in that game, and they allowed the most points they've allowed on the season, 34 points allowed, which is the first time that that defense allowed over 30 points on the season. But what's important to note about streaming defenses in fantasy football, again, this is no knock on the Packers. I think the Packers have a pretty decent defense, but you don't need to have the best defense in the world to be a stream-worthy defense in fantasy football. All that really matters is that you, or I believe, you believe that the defense is going to be able to get sacks or interceptions up against the offense that they are playing. And the loss Vegas Raiders are the definition of a wet dream matchup for their opponent. I am 99% sure the offense, the defense, maybe even some of the special teams players like the long snappers go to sleep salivating, thinking about the fact that they are going to bend the Raiders over a table. Now again, I get the Packers defense did not live up to my expectations. But you do not need the 85 fucking Bears defense to lock down the Raiders offense. The Chargers defense that for weeks was getting shit on by people like myself all over the internet. The Chargers week four against the Raiders in LA. Looked like a Raiders home game though. They win 24 to 17. Now Brandon Staley did his best to try to lose that game. Did his best to try to choke it away like they did in the playoffs up against the Jaguars. But ultimately, this wasn't Trevor Lawrence who were going against. This was Aiden O'Connell. And the offensive line of the Las Vegas Raiders was basically a wet paper towel because Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, I know he's got a great name. Everyone knows who Khalil Mack is. But this season, this man's been doing his John Cena impression. He has been invisible. You could not see him. But this week, 
Week four, motherfucker has six sacks. Defense has seven sacks as a whole. One INT, two fumble recoveries, and 17 points allowed. Now I know, Nick, it's not a guarantee that the Packers are going to go against Aiden O'Connell. They might go up against Hoyer or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G-Spot, Jimmy Bornstar is going to be healthy. Yeah, that's true. But you know that Jimmy G is good for a couple interceptions potentially. You know Jimmy G is good to get sacked in a game up against a defense like the Packers. I think that the Packers defense bounces back in a huge way this week in week number five up against the Raiders. Moving to the next defense here, we got the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. Now the Saints defense is owned in 90% of leagues on ESPN, but they're only owned in 32.7% of leagues on NFL, which is why we show the difference between ESPN and NFL. In some cases, like with the Packers, right? 38.6% owned on ESPN, 40% on NFL. Not much of a difference. But the Saints, on the other hand, basically impossible to get on ESPN. But if you're on NFL, CBS, Sleep, or one of these other fantasy football platforms, then it's definitely possible to go ahead and find them. So the Saints defense up against the Buccaneers at home in New Orleans. They lose that game 9-26. to The Saints defense definitely looked a little limp dick, a little flaccid in that game. One sack, one INT, and 26 points allowed. But I think a big reason for this collapse of the Saints defense is they were just on the field a lot. The Derek Carr-led Saints offense was bad. It was really bad. Now, I know when we heard that Derek Carr was going to suit up on Sunday against the Bucs, it's like, oh, wow, maybe he was able to get healthy really quick. Maybe he was popping a Percocet before the game. He was going to be rolling off a Perky, and he was going to go ball out there, right? There's a reason probably why they should have sat Derek Carr. I thought, why the fuck would Dennis Allen and the Saints roll out Derek Carr if he wasn't fully healthy? That's exactly what they did. And maybe not even fully healthy. I thought, you know what, maybe he's like 85%. He'll be fine, right? The Bucks defense is pretty mid. He'll be all right. But no, he was terrible. And then when the offense couldn't move the ball, I mean, Alvin Kamara had, I believe, like 13 fucking receptions in that game. So you know, you know, everything went wrong. Carr's just dumping the ball off like his name is Justin Herbert the pervert. So, Saints defense, bad game last week. But it's time for a bounce back because now you play up against one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. Mac Jones gets benched against the Cowboys for the Zappinator, Bailey Zappi, and they pan to Mac Jones on the sideline and bro's crying. At least it looked like it. Bro was very, very sad and I would be too if I just got butt fucked by the Cowboys defense. Cowboys win 38-3, not really because Dak went out there and balled. Not because Tony Pollard scored 30 fantasy points, but because the defense was dominant 50 shades of gray style. The Cowboys defense had Bill Belichick calling him daddy by the end of this game. Two sacks, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, not one, but two, two fucking touchdowns and three points allowed. The Patriots offense sucks. Now I get the Saints defense isn't the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys had a bit of a lapse, you know, up against the Cardinals, but they bounced back even with the injuries that they kind of sustained during that game. Saints defense, again, I get they're not some fucking world beaters, but this Patriots offense is complete and utter dick cheese. Moving now to the number three defense to stream on the week. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. It helps me out a ton. The Denver Broncos versus the New York Jumbo Jets. 6.7% owned on ESPN, 14.7% owned on NFL. Now, the Broncos 
somehow come up with a W. They eat a W, famous Jameis Winston style, 31-28, to despite the fact that the Chicago Bears in the first half were just beating down at will on the Broncos. Justin Fields finally looked back. Justin Fields was looking like he did halfway through last season. It was like, holy shit, look at this. Look at this fucking offense. Like, Eberflus, they figured out DJ Moore was getting fed the rock. It's like, oh, wow. Well, Herbert looks good. Like, wow, holy shit. If the Bears use their good players, they get them open in space. They perform. Shocker. Now, do I think the Bears are guaranteed to bounce back this week? Or not bounce back, just continue that performance? I don't know. Because, again, this Broncos defense is bad. But this Jets offense isn't great either. The Broncos defense up against the Bears. Again, they ultimately win. Four sacks. One interception, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, and 28 points allowed. I get the Bears might be the nut-low offense in the NFL. I am talking about a steaming pile of dog shit, bottom-of-the-barrel offense, but it's not like the Jets are much better. Now, I know, Nick, uh, I love the Jets, and did, 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 did you see today, Junior, did, 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 did you see that uh, Zach Wilson actually looked pretty good? Well, as they say, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Chiefs defense, two sacks, one fumble recovery, 18 points allowed. Chiefs win 23-20. to And if I'm being honest with you, the Jets kind of got fucked in that game. That should have been an interception at the end of the game, but it is what it is, right? Lose sucks for the Jets, especially because they lost Rodgers, right? You kind of root for them in these kind of games. And I think a majority of the world isn't just rooting for the Chiefs, right? The best team in the NFL to just keep beating down on these little guys like the Jets. So I was rooting on the Jets, even as a Dolphins fan. And they got butt-fucked there. They got screwed by the refs. I get it. The Jets' offense definitely looked better. And I get that the Broncos' defense is not very good. Again, you don't need to have the best defense in the NFL. You don't need the Broncos' defense from the last couple of years that was actually stout, puffing up their chest, right, in order to contain the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson. I think a lot of people are going to be scared to play the Broncos' defense this week, and I think they're going to look good. Again. Even though the Bears were kind of having their way with the Broncos, the Broncos still got four sacks, an interception, fumble recovery, touchdown. This Jets offensive line is bad. They are bad news Bears, and I think the Broncos are going to get in on Zach Wilson a bunch in this game. Moving now to the fourth defense to stream on the week, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. 4.6% owned on ESPN for the Lions and 6.5% owned on NFL. The Lions defense week four up against the Packers in Green Bay in Lambeau. They win the game 34 to 20 as we talked about with the Packers defense. This was the best the Lions defense has looked in what feels like my whole entire life. I'm not even kidding. This Lions defense was insane. Definitely the best they've looked all year in Lambeau in a game where I think a lot of people were worried that, oh, going to Lambeau, I get that they beat Aaron Rodgers' discount double-check last year to knock the Packers out of the playoffs in Week 18, but are they going to be able to do it again? Is this Lions team legit? Is Dan Campbell a real coach, or is he just some strong man? Is that and the other thing, right? People love slinging shit at Dan Campbell, even though he's a beast. And he'll bite your kneecaps off. Talk bad about him. Lions defense Showed up. Put up or shut up, they put up in a big way. Five sacks. They made Jordan Love look like Stevie fucking Wonder. Two interceptions and 20 points allowed. And again, I get that entering, and I think my voice just cracked again. Um, Sorry, I'm a child, but 
going into uh, season, people were nitpicking Jordan Love. I was personally a Jordan Love bandwagon type of guy. I thought Jordan Love was going to look pretty good. Now, he has beat out my expectations, but going into that Packers game, right, it wasn't like it was week one. It's like, oh, maybe Jordan Love Me Tender Love Me Sweet won't be good, right? Jordan Love was on a high horse, right? Jordan Love was riding hot. And the Lions defense absolutely picked apart the Packers offensive game plan. Now, it hurts that Aaron Jones wasn't at full health. It hurts that Christian Watson wasn't at full health. But I'm not here to whip out a CVS fucking receipt of excuses. The Lions defense looked good. Aiden Hutchinson is a monster. Like that Eminem song. Vikings defense week four at Carolina. Again, the Lions are playing the fucking Panthers this week. Panthers. That made the Minnesota Vikings defense look unstoppable. Winning 21-13. The Vikings defense only allowed seven points. If you remember, Kirk O'Chains, Kirk Thuggins threw a pick fucking six in that game. Five sacks, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, seven points allowed. The Vikings defense is bad. To further reiterate, before last week, I know that Bryce Young isn't very good, so I don't think anyone was really talking up Bryce Young. But if Andy, again, this isn't like slander Bryce Young and say he's going to be an NFL bust, right? I don't think that. But right now, at the point he's at, he's not very good, right? This was an Adam Thielen revenge game against the Vikings. If Andy Dalton was under center, I think the Vikings defense might have gotten picked apart, but they got Bryce Young. And again, that is just proof of how bad the Panthers offense is. If defense that again bottom of the barrel there are some bad defenses in the nfl the raiders the bears broncos vikings and the vikings looked like world beaters defensively against the panthers so the lions that are running hot super hot fire they're running on fire i'm streaming them all day and twice on sunday up against Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers offense. Before we got into the final defense, as well as a couple of honorable mention defenses to stream, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL pick'em in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds. If you are new to Underdog Fantasy and don't know how the pick'em game works, all you have to do is pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So we're talking about Monday Night Football tonight, the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Football Giants. So in this spot, I really like Kenneth Walker III, higher than 64 and a half rushing yards. The Giants defense is pretty suspect, and Kenneth Walker has been running incredibly well. We are going to have to mix that with one of the Giants player props, and we are going to go with Darren Waller, higher than 47 and a half receiving yards. I know Darren Waller has been in a little bit of a slump, but I think he bounces back here up against a less fortunate Seattle Seahawks defense. We are going with two picks here, so that would get us three times our entry fee. If we use three picks, it would be six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Until October 4th, Underdog Fantasy is giving you guys a first match deposit bonus of up to $500. So you deposit $500, they give you an additional $500. If you want to do $100, it's additional $120, additional $25 minimum deposit. On Underdog Fantasy is $10. You have to be living on one of these states that are on your screen right now. And if you have a gambling problem, make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Make sure you use the link in the video description or promo code NOTORIOUS for that first match deposit bonus until October 4th of up to $500. And we are back. So moving to the final defense to stream on the week, the Houston Texans going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Hotlanta. 
5.1% owned on ESPN, 1.1% owned on NFL. Now, I watched a majority of this game in Toy Story version. Toy Story, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter looked like when in Toy Story, they're like, Andy is home and all the toys go limp, right? All the toys flop like fucking LeBron in the paint, right? That's what Desmond Ritter looked like. Desmond Ritter is dog shit. Arthur Smith is a fucking buffoon for rolling out Desmond Ritter every single goddamn week. And the fact that he didn't leave Desmond Ritter in London Town or in Andy's room, I guess, as they called it in the fucking Pixar broadcast. What are they doing? What are they doing? Desmond Ritter is so bad. It's embarrassing. It is completely screwing over guys that are actually skilled like Drake London, like Kyle Pitts. And this is going to potentially lose Arthur Smith his job. Make the move to Taylor Heineke. Do it. Just do it. Like Shia LaBeouf, if anyone remembers that. But again, they're not going to do that. While we could talk about it all we want, they are not going to make a quarterback change. At least this week, it doesn't seem like it. Texans defense. Very underrated. Talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before that this Texans defense is legit. D'Amico Ryan's head coach of the Texans, former defensive coordinator of the 49ers, is a defensive guru. And not only is the defense humming, the offense is humming as well. The Texans defense up against the Steelers. Now I get Kenny Pickett got hurt, and then they had to go with kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback. Texans completely locked down every aspect of the game that the Steelers had, and the Texans schmack. The Steelers, 30-6. to six. Mike Tomlin in the press conference asker says, things basically, things have to change. People are going to get fired. If they don't fire Matt fucking Canada, they should, just cut, they should just cut ties with Tomlin. I get Tomlin has a illustrious career in the NFL as head coach. The fact that Canada wasn't fired at the end of last season is crazy. The fact that he still has a job today as we're speaking now. Maybe uh, they got home from the plane ride last night and they got rid of him and we just haven't read it yet. Maybe that's the case. But right now... As we speak, it appears that Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator of the team. He needs to go. That man is an idiot. So Texans defense, three sacks, one interception, six points allowed. The Jaguars up against the Atlanta Falcons in London. They win 23-7. Jaguars defense again. Texans defense is better than the Jaguars defense. Jaguars defense. Four sacks, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, and seven points allowed. Now, is it possible still that B. John Robinson runs train on the Texans' defense? 100%. B. John Robinson is basically unstoppable. But when you have Ritter and you throw the ball a couple of times because you're going to get down because C.J. Stroud's going to be fucking hitting the gritty on your grave, then you're going to have to throw when you're down. Then that's where the problems come because Desmond Ritter is Stevie Wonder in the pocket. So... Texans defense that keeps looking good. They're on fire. Stream them against the Atlanta Falcons. Moving now to the honorable mentions that are probably not available, but if they are, you'd pick them up. The Jets at the Denver Broncos. Fucking recipe is clear. Denver Broncos offense, not very good. Jets defense might not be as good as people thought entering into the season. Still a great defense. That should be a disaster for the Broncos. A lot of bulletin board material about that defense going up against. Denver, Sean Payton talking a lot of shit. Ravens at Steelers, another self-explanatory one. Ravens defense looks good. Steelers offense looks bad. Kenny Pickett probably not playing. You're going to go up against Kiss and Titties, Mitchell Trubisky. And the Patriots versus the Saints. 
There are car clearly hurt. Hopefully they let Jameis Winston play, but they won't. So the Patriots defense will probably look very good. Then the Dolphins versus the Giants, another self-explanatory one. Now, maybe the Giants just blow the back out of the Seahawks defense tonight. Possible. And I know the Dolphins defense looks bad, but that was against the Bills. The Bills are one of the best defenses in the NFL. Nick, you're a fucking idiot. You thought the Dolphins were going to win. I know. I think the Dolphins are going to win every week. Um, I thought that was going to be a lower scoring game. But uh, the Dolphins got their their back blown out. They got the doors blown off. It is what it is. I'll take my loss. I'm not going to fucking sit here and complain. Dolphins versus the Giants. think that's a good spot for the Dolphins defense. And then defenses that scare me. But could be good and are probably available in your league. The left hands up. Who are we? The commanders going up against the Bears. The commanders defense is pretty eh. But the Bears offense. I know they're riding dirty. Riding hot against the Broncos. But I think that the commander's defense is better than the Broncos defense. And then the last one would be the Cardinals versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, Cardinals defense isn't amazing. But Joe Burr, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty looks like dog shit. So sorry to anyone who I told to start him. I thought, oh, against the Titans defense, one of the worst pass defense in the NFL. Joe Burrow will be fine. Joe Burrow got fucking molested behind the offensive line. Joe Burrow played like shit. Doesn't appear Higgins playing this week, so. While... I'm not going to want to play the Cardinals. If you're in a deeper league, you're rounding the waiver wire or you're digging holes like Shia LaBeouf, go ahead and pick up the Arizona Cardinals. Again, a little risky though. Scare me. Thank you guys for watching so much. If you haven't been enjoying, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below if you're new. Hit that like button down below. Whether you are new to the channel or not, we're going to have the waiver wire video out later. And then tomorrow, running back and wide receiver start or sit decisions for week number five. I love you guys all so much. I hope you all have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy!